This is hey. a new intro. Hello, everybody. This is our first podcast. <laughs> I, my name is Ella, and I, uh, well, we all study at a university. I'm at Leeds Beckett, and my third year doing English literature. You introduce yourself. Oh, right. I'll, so, sorry. I'll, I'll pick up from you. I'm Kay. I also study at Leeds Beckett. I do media, communications and cultures. Fran? Uh, and I'm Fran and I also study media, communications and cultures at Beckett and I'm in my third year. Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all are in the same placement. We all work at SHU. Um, so this is going to be our little podcast. We're going to chat every month uh, just about like anything really so anything we everything yeah we decided that today we would discuss probably something that dooms on most students um what to do after graduation and like what everyone's thinking in terms of like what path they want to go down or like self-employed any business especially like because of like what's going on around us is it going to be harder or is it going to be stressful? Are people not going to look for a job and kind of just stay part time at the job that they are already in at uni? I'm already so, stressed. Yeah. I was already stressed before Corona. And now it's like, but even my mom was saying, I was like, I don't know whether I want to do a master's. And she's saying it's almost could buy you time. Mm. It's not really. I a thought, lot. Sorry? Masters, it's kind of for me. I think in my mind, a master's is good for a certain subject. Yeah, I don't want to do one. Like, she wasn't pushing me to do one, but I think a lot of people are feeling like that. Kind of like that extra uni time. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, during the first lockdown, I was thinking about it a lot. And I actually really, I didn't want to let go of student life. I was like, no, yeah. I can't. I can't do it like I just want to have another year just another year of student life and I was like and also it means like Kate said you can buy time it means that hopefully jobs will be a bit more available then um but then starting third year starting dissertation I realized it no. it's a lot of work this year isn't it like yeah. so much more yeah and I'm just like do you know I'm actually tired of studying now i think i want to go into working i mean working all all through summer i really enjoyed the sort of this probably sounds really boring but the sort of like just the set day like you get up you go to your job you come home yeah. and it's like a routine not a, Is that it? a routine I'm, yeah a routine i yeah. i'm so ready to start working mm. like you said i'm tired of studying now like i'm tired yeah. of not having like well forcing myself to get up and do the work because if I don't do it it's not going to get done but it's so hard for me especially to motivate myself and I'm such a big procrastinator mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm really organized but the dissertation for me is too overwhelming you know when you just can't yeah. start it because it's so big and so daunting yeah I'm, sorry I'm <laughs> I'm so ready to start working nine while five and have weekends off. Yeah, I found that like working with shoe, sometimes I'll be doing uni work and then I like slowly drift into doing shoe work. I'll be like, I'd rather just do yeah. something with shoe. Like I enjoy that so much more than uni work. And I think that's sort of the indicator of, yeah, I think you need to go get a job now. I, I nah. I think because, sorry, I didn't want to leave Leeds. I think that's one of the reasons, but I can just still live in Leeds. 
Um, I don't think there's so many opportunities in Leeds. It's a city. Yeah. It's a business city. What What are you like wanting to do after uni? Um, what sector industry? Um, the marketing industry. Um, yeah, basically what what I've been doing at Shill. I want to do that in yeah. my career because um, obviously during uni I was like, yeah, I want to go into marketing, and then obviously we did the placement with Shill for uni and I was like yeah this is what I want to do and then I think that's what's I think now because I know what I want to go into and what I enjoy now I'm like I don't want to do uni anymore like I know what I want to do I think that's what's what's happened what do you want to do Kate (laughs) (laughs) well I I don't know I really enjoy I really enjoy production but then I was like do I need to do a master's in production Mm. I don't I don't really, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I was like, I'm just yeah. stressed, but I feel like I'm not one of, I'm not freaking out about it because it is one of them things where it's actually very rare you do know what you want yeah. to do. And I was like, because there's lots of different things I like and lots of different things I could do. And I was like, I'm just figure it out. I yeah. wish I was like that. And that's such I'm a good thing I think. Just being so chilled and mm. not worrying because... I think everyone forgets that we are only like 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have just turned 21 when we graduate. Why yeah. do I need my life sorted? And but also, a career? this whole COVID situation has showed us that life can change so fast mm-hmm. and your plans can change in literally like that. And I just think like, you can't worry about something that's going to happen in June because I mean, with COVID, you don't know what's going to happen. No, exactly. I don't know as well if I want to stay yeah like I don't know if I want to go back to Australia I panic about getting a job straight away and being feeling like I can't leave yeah like I don't I don't want I'm not like a commitment firm but I was like I don't want to get a job and lock myself in unless it's a job that say I work there a few years and then that can lead me out there so I'm not I'm not stupid I'm not just gonna go to Australia and magically get a great job and everything's gonna be fantastic like but I also don't want to get a job I love and then feel like I can't leave the job yeah yeah you get to like the money the salary the routine and before you know it you've been in there 10 years yeah yeah and yeah like what Fran said who even imagined that life would be like this last year I don't honestly think and I was saying this to a friend uh, even today you can't you just can't predict and you can't have a plan mm-hmm as far as a year on because who knows what's going to happen and sometimes it's for the best sometimes something comes up that you never thought yeah scary it's yeah i feel like you're forced to be optimistic Hmm. yeah i think i'm naturally optimistic you're expected to know what you want to do even when you were 16 and you were choosing what Mm -hmm. a level you wanted to do you were expected to know what you wanted to do and I kind of knew, but what I wanted to do back at GCSE is completely different to what I want to do now. I mean, no, it's not completely different. It's still, in so- well, I wanted to do film, but now yeah. I hate doing films. I hate making films. Mm-hmm. I just want to do marketing. So, and maybe in a year's time, I'll be like, no, actually, I want to become an accountant. I would never, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, no, I could imagine anything worse. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what I want to do. Like, I do content writing uh, for shoe, but also I'm doing podcasts and I'm going to get into like the graphic designing and literally dip my toe in everything. But as far as like what I want to do, I literally have no idea. And 
from being asked when I was four. I've never known. Yeah. There's nothing. I don't know what I wanted to be when I was little. You know how everyone always asks you? One point I wanted to be a professional swimmer. Don't laugh. <laughs> I used to actually properly train when I was younger. No. Like it was just like the easiest thing to pick at that point, and I was like, oh, I would never imagine me trying to be an athlete. I wanted to be a lifeguard. Don't know why. And I wanted to we be. We've gone together perfectly, Fran. I do not want to be anything. I think one of my main goals in life is just to travel, and yeah. one of the things that puts me off getting like like what um, Kate said is I don't want to be stuck in a job where you mm -hmm. can't really take a gap. And then you've got to find a new job after because one of the things I want to do is travel, um, like Asia, yeah. uh, in like a couple of years when I've saved up. And for me, beyond graduation, I think getting a job is obviously such a priority, but living, especially after this mm -hmm. year where things have been so restricted, like I had so many holidays, so many festivals cancelled. I'm not yeah. putting that on hold. I'm not going to just put that on hold for a job. Um, and I think, I know it's like a, a cliche thing for a student to do is, oh yeah, I'm going to go travelling after, but why not? Like, we've done education for 21 years nearly. Yeah, I, I really want to travel as well. And sometimes I think, oh, should I have just taken a gap year before uni? But one of the main reasons I didn't take a gap year was because I knew as soon as I'd come back, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go back to mm -hmm. uni. I've come out of the swing of it applying at UCAS I've been like oh no 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 whereas like at college they were like you need to apply you need to apply so I thought I'm just gonna have to jump straight in it because knowing me I would have just thought nah you know what? it's also an age thing I think obviously you can go to uni at any point but everyone's always like oh it's the best time of my life are the people that went 18 to 21 because that's when you go you're like mental you party like you have like a great time and you kind of you're growing up whilst you're at uni whereas I think when you go away and you travel that you come back if you then go into that, fair enough, you could still really enjoy it, but you might go in and just be like, oh, no, absolutely not. Like, I mean, there's a few people, but it's are, a different. Yeah, there's a few people who are like just over 21 and obviously they're still young, but when they are at uni and the rest of them are 18, there is a big maturity gap there yeah. because when you're 18, you've just moved away from home. This is your first time. And I can, when I thought about when I was 18, I was so, like now, 21, oh, no, I'm really and like, I just thought, oh my gosh, if I go and I'm 21, I'm going to be like, oh. I think that you've got to learn and budget for uni. And also, um, we were talking about this last year, we were talking about like skills you've learned at uni, and obviously you learn your essay writing skills, but there's so much more, there's like team working skills, communication mm -hmm. skills, time management, all these skills you're going to take into you your workplace it's not just what you learn it is the skills you get as well um so i don't regret it i don't know i think i i like the person i am now for because of uni so if you had it. to go back you'd choose uni again i think so well yeah. first um, i've met some amazing people at uni as well yeah definitely so i wouldn't regret it uh, when maybe I think it's a little bit expensive, <laughs> a bit of an expensive yeah. thing, but yeah. I, I don't regret it. Does anyone else want to know how much money in the first year they spent on going out? I would just love to see a figure for like drinks, <laughs> like whatever you bought for prees, because you'd buy drinks, you'd just buy everyone a VK when you're in prison. It's like money was no object. You're like, do you want a drink? Do you want a drink? All right. 
<laughs> yeah, I am really glad that I sort of found you because I found other people I know do work experience with different companies and they're either doing a really like when they tell me what they're doing, I'm like, oh, I, I won't want to do that. Or I, I know someone and they were literally making teas and coffees for people and then just yeah. running around getting them lunch, writing down what they're doing. And, and I was just like, with you, it's very hands on and they've got a lot of trust in you. And, you know, they give you all the passwords to things and they're like, go on. It makes <laughs> you want to work harder when they do that as well. Yeah, because they've got a lot of trust. That's trusted. And if you said, oh, actually, Rachel or Chris, I'm, I actually really fancy doing more video things, I'd be like, yeah, mm. do it. You know, yeah. they, want, they want you to learn everything and get good at what you want to. And that's why I love my part of shoe. Because like I said, I want to do graphic design. I want to kind of get into like designing things. And I know for a fact that as soon as I ask, they'll team it with someone. And that'll yeah. be my project. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as well, well sorry, <laughs> I've lost what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It's just come out of my head. Sorry. Oh, um, they're really good small team. Like they're really... I think they're really approachable people. I feel like one thing I was like scared of working for a company was having this big boss and he was so scary to go near and you were so scared to get anything wrong. Whereas at shoe, you know, they, they give you constructive feedback, but it's not in a horrible way. And that, and the, you can contact anyone and they'll be happy to do anything for you. And also for like our team goose, our team, um, everyone's so nice. We just get along really well and we gel really well. Um, so I'm really happy that I went for the shoe and I've worked for shoe. Yeah, I think working at a placement, any placement that you really enjoy is a good step and stepping stone into the professional world. I think it's definitely yeah. given me more of an idea and direction as to where I want to go because I've been thinking about being self-employed, obviously mm -hmm. with this situation, being self-employed and not working for a corporate company that can go bankrupt is a good idea and I was actually speaking to somebody on LinkedIn and he said that he worked for like a business for years and years and years and then he decided to put his skills into practice and get a self, become a self-employed person and own his own business and there's a thing called being a virtual assistant that I came across mm -hmm. like a creative virtual assistant so you basically just offer could be even easy as like booking appointments or like graphic designing anything and doing a work placement you've learned all those skills and That's, sorry you can go <laughs> no I was just gonna bring up we need to brought up LinkedIn that's another thing um <laughs> I put on a group chat of my friends from home oh has anybody got LinkedIn? <coughs> I really want to like try and get my connections up and they were like why have you got LinkedIn that's for business <laughs> and I was like well, actually, LinkedIn is really good. I've been using it loads recently. And there's job um, roles, but applica applications on there. You can connect with people in your industry. There's so much you can learn. I've got, I follow a lot of marketing ones. And like, oh, watch our course, do this. Here's some tips about, I, I follow, I think it's girls in marketing. And they put a whole thing on how to write a good cover letter. Um, mm. And you just like, it's just so, LinkedIn is so good. And I think people need to get it. I think this is, I don't know. I, I've never heard of this uh, 
it's just for business people. to be fair yeah with linkedin because i know you've mentioned it a lot now and i'm a lot more aware of oh right okay maybe maybe i should look into that and obviously chris and rachel mention it constantly but it was one of those things where either i feel like it's a lot through tv and things i've noticed it it's like taking the mick out of linkedin <laughs> oh god linkedin i'm like why are you like it is that sort of thing of like just like no one really cares i'm like oh it's really not like that but it, it's serious people do actually do very well with linkedin yeah i find myself going <laughs> on linkedin and spending a long time on linkedin mm. i find myself going on linkedin before instagram sometimes i'm oh like who am i well you're in too deep <laughs> <laughs> i am i think i've really like got into it now and i don't and if, yeah it's really good i think people need to get it well i've i've had to as an assignment contact people on LinkedIn uh, with careers that I was interested in from graduation but beyond graduation mm -hmm. and the response I got from people sending me like the size paragraphs of like how they got there what were helpful you know all this stuff like what experience they got and then from that confidence that I got when I came across virtual assistant uh, that, that role I was contacting people uh, who were virtual assistants on LinkedIn and getting feedback and what best ways to do what and everything like that LinkedIn is such such a good platform for people students who are looking for jobs or looking for tips like like Fran said with CVs and cover letters and I think a lot of people need to get to know about it more how do you so how do you go about if you wanted to get in touch with someone on linkedin and you want like you have done how how would you go about doing that um so find out what what you want to know and what type of person so for example me at first i contacted people who i just looked at uh, people who got other connections scrolled down and thought that role looks interesting um and one thing i found was i got more of a response when i was very clear of why I wanted to know because a lot of people don't necessarily want to share uh, personal experiences or advice if it's going to be distributed worldwide like if it's going to be put on um, a blog post or something so say that it's for personal experience personal benefit uh, just say who you are and why you want to know so when I contacted this lady for virtual assistant guidance I just said like I'm in my final year at university I'm looking into this uh, role and I noticed that like you're really successful on LinkedIn at being a virtual assistant do you have any tips or guidance on it um, and she responded straight away just giving me tips and that not everyone is going to respond some people yeah. do ignore but it's that's just life you've yeah, just got yeah. to just even copy and paste the message but personalize it to that person don't just send like a automated message make it personalized to that person but message tons um because everyone's going to have different experiences and different tips so just collect what you can but i think that's such a good way to they have like 500 plus connections they're entrepreneurs but they this one guy messaged me back and he was sending like five minute voice notes about holly's experience like they take the time to really get in there and give you what you need but yeah just search the person oh, yeah. The type of industry that you want just send them like a personalized message and they'll get back to you as easy as that wow i might try that i mean we've not really had much uh support on linkedin like getting careers stuff at our uni but uh next semester we are we are having more help on uh, you know finding jobs 
in first year we had a little thing saying you need to get linkedin and then that was it <laughs> we didn't get yeah, but in first year no one pays attention yeah everyone's like i've just started uni i've got three yeah. years here. those three years go like that you and can't then, tell an 18 year old get linkedin really worry about it now you're like no yeah <laughs> in the end of second year you're a bit like so so what was what was that you mentioned uh, about <laughs> yeah. getting jobs in the first week of uni like just a little refresh thanks but on my careers module last year, um, it one of our main tasks to build our LinkedIn profile. Uh, this year, through the module which I got the internship, um, we had to like redesign our LinkedIn bio, do the connections, and I can't believe how much that little task has benefited me mm -hmm. by being proactive and take initiative. So when I was talking about the enterprise um, scheme. One of my contacts was Laura James, who is the recruiter, the talent acquisition manager for rent, uh, Enterprise Rent-A-Car. So I messaged her, setting up a chat, basically, um, asking her like what she liked about it and if she had a degree and everything like that. And because I took initiative and I was proactive and I seemed, I were genuinely interested, but I came across genuinely interested, I fast passed the application process and went straight to the interview so doing things like that benefit you in getting jobs because they want people who stand out and take and do the extra mile so promoter for linkedin yeah. <laughs> yeah i think what we've learned here is you really need to stand out from other people you, you can have your degree but you need to sort of be your own independent person i mean kate's got her i've been to australia for a year that's pretty impressive people are going to pick that up <laughs> Um, well, that's how I got to work with Shu. That's yeah. like what I talked about for the entirety of my interview. Mm. Rachel was like, oh, I want to put you on this podcast team because you're just, you're really confident, you're really personable. Like you've been, you've been to Australia and lived there for a year by yourself. Like this won't scare you. Yeah. But like, you know, I was like, I was like yeah, great. <laughs> Just keep doing, keep doing everything, get an experience. You hear loads of stories where people graduate and then they fall into one job and then they suddenly start falling into another one and they're completely in a different place than they actually wanted to be at the start. But you just sort of follow this path being like, okay, I'll just do this, I'll just do this. A lot, a lot of the time you end up being a lot happier doing this job that you never even thought of before. Yeah. It's what like you, do, like you like end up here. Yeah, I, I thought when I first went to uni, I thought, oh, I think I want to go into more like print media marketing. But then I started thinking, well, I don't know if print media marketing marketing sort of dying out. So maybe I could just try the social media thing with shoe, just see what it's like. And then I've ended up thinking, actually, I think this is where I want to be in my career. There's a billion, a billion jobs. And I don't even know what half the titles mean because they're that different. Like I literally thought there was a customer assistant, a manager, and like a hospitality. I literally did not know what any of these like communicate. I am a director, executive communicator. Mm -hmm. There's so many things. So to think that you're limited and you need to choose one of those for the rest of your life and you need to have it chosen by next year is ridiculous. Madness. Yeah. I feel go with the flow, what Kate said, literally go with the flow. Even if you're in a part-time job for the next six months because you're still looking, then you're in a part-time job for the next six months because you're still looking. And I think don't compare yourself to other people and where other people are because that's the worst thing you can do on social media and in real life. If your friend's got a postgraduate job straight away, great. But 
I mean to say that you're not doing just as good because you've not yet. Yeah. Self love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, like it's been a good chat. Yeah, it's gone really well. <laughs> right. Uh, well, thank you for listening, everybody. We'll probably be uh, well. We will be here soon talking about something else. I know we're on a tangent about something else. Um, so thank you for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye.